0: Welcome to Manifestation Mastery on Blog Talk Radio, life-changing manifestations, with your host, Sterling Meyer. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Manifestation Mastery. All right. Thank you for being here, everyone. I just wanted to welcome you and let you know that this is a great episode, so you're in for a treat. Um, So I am, like I said, your host, Sterling Meyer. I'm a manifestation specialist, and I guide and teach my clients. How to Master the Manifestation Process Within 30 Days, One Month, with my revolutionary system that I call the AOM system, which is an acronym for Art of Manifestation. So if you're curious, I'd love to invite you to visit my website at getyourlifenow.com. So I usually begin my program with a breakthrough story. One that consists of manifesting intentions beautifully, simply, easily. However, today I'm going to be sharing that breakthrough story within today's show. So in today's episode, I really want to address something that has been rampant, especially since we entered into this COVID period. There has been such a surge in relationships falling apart. I'm addressing namely divorces and romantic breakups. This is a very difficult subject for many of us to deal with. Painful, uh, complex, uh, overwhelming, confronting. However, it doesn't have to be. So if you or someone you know is taking on this difficult task, of being that bearer of bad news, such as the one having to announce the breakup, I want to assure you that you're in the right place. So feel free to share this this show with someone you may know. And I really want to share with you how to break up a relationship that is in its current state of operation, such as marriage, and redesign it so that a rebirth, a recreation, can actually take place. So before I go into this episode, I want to welcome you callers. The phone number, if you'd like to be a guest, call in is 516-387-1582. And I'll repeat that, 516-387-1582. And I'll repeat it later on in the show as well. So let's proceed. There are two distinct reasons why a breakup is actually painful, but it doesn't have to be. So the suffering from breakups occur for and from the following two reasons. All right. Number one, the recipient of the breakup commonly makes it mean disempowering about themselves. Such as, oh, I must be a failure, or I guess I'm just not good enough, or something must be wrong with me for this to be happening. Now, that is not to say that someone may also react defensively, but that's simply being in denial of what they make it mean that is disempowering about themselves such as the examples I gave, so if someone is acting defensive, reacting to the news of a breakup, separation, or divorce in a defensive way, they're trying to avoid recognizing meanings, those stories that they made it mean about themselves, right? So in other words, being defensive is that, being in denial of going, I don't want to go there. I don't even want to consider that there's something wrong with me for this to be happening. So I'm going to react defensively. I'm going to be in denial of this and I'm just going to react angrily or, you know, blame it on the other person because I don't want to take responsibility that there may be something that's missing about me. There's never anything Missing it is what it is, you are who you are, and that's not bad or wrong. There may be something missing in terms of how to handle the relationship in a healthier way, but that doesn't mean that you are wrong or bad, it just means something is missing, okay. The number two reason is loss. Losing something is one of the hardest challenges us human beings have to endure. We have a really hard time letting things go that we're attached to. However, if we address and we speak into these concerns, the one who is initiating a breakup, we can actually bypass the immensity of the pain we feel during this breakup, divorce, separation time. Now remember, as I've discussed in previous shows, there are two things that people crave and rightfully so in their lives. Number one is to make a difference in the world and the lives of others. And number two, to be unconditionally loved or accepted, accepted for who they are. Allowing them to just be who they are. So now I'm going to illustrate. I'm going to give you an example of how someone can apply the things I just outlined for you. And I'm going to use my own breakup and divorce as an example of how I transformed what could have been a painful experience for both of us yet. Instead, I redesigned the relationship so that we could thrive versus extinguish and kill off the relationship. It's as if I redesigned it and relabeled it. So many years ago, I was married to an amazing person and we were actually working on a project together. All was well for a while until it just became increasingly apparent that there were some areas we just weren't connecting, you know, on a personal level. It seemed that our strong suit was actually working together. And we kind of made that mean that we should be married. And that may have been inaccurate on our part however we went forward with this but something was just missing you know when it came to connecting on a personal needs level we would help each other however it was almost as if we just didn't quite get what the other one needed and although we would try to discuss this It just we weren't really able to kind of move past it. It was almost as if we were speaking two different languages. So as a result, we became non-functioning on that personal level, and we just continued to work together on our projects. And one day it occurred to me, you know, and I would say this is a couple of years of really trying to get that part of the relationship working for us. And I thought to myself, you know, it's as if we're best friends or, you know, brother and sister or roommates. It seems that is what's happening here more than having a wholly functioning marriage. So I thought about it for a little while and I thought, you know, I mean, this is a great person. Everyone has great intentions. Everybody, nobody wants to suffer. Everybody wants things to work out. I had a talk and I said, you know, it seems to me that we connect when it comes to working together. However, there's a missing or something is not working in this other area. And I said, you know, I feel like that that we we kind of need to relabel the relationship and call it what it truly is so that we can actually thrive by taking this little thorn out of the side this obligation this uh this heaviness that this that feels like that we're you know we're obligated to try to function on the romantic or personal level but We're actually having difficulty in doing that. And it just pressurizes the relationship. It strains it. And so I said, you know, what I really want is for us to thrive, for us to be happy, for us to be able to really grow and expand in our lives. And it seems to me the way to do this is to identify what's working and what's not working and also redesign this. So we we work on projects together, and we are great friends. We can be great friends. So why don't we do just that? And take this out of the equation, this marriage part that's non-functioning, and just pluck that out, and have the relationship be what it truly is and how it really is working going back to what we talked about. I addressed that number one thing. There is nothing wrong with you. You are wonderful exactly the way you are. It's what I said. And I cherish you and I see your greatness and I appreciate you and I truly love you. So I spoke into that concern, and that made a world of difference. We conquered that, that element. And the number two thing, which was, you know, to let him know that there's no loss incurred. There's no loss incurred in this breakup. You still have me in your life. I am still dedicated to you. I am still there for you. I didn't go anywhere. We may not be continuing to live under the same roof, but I'm still in your life, and I still love you. And you can always reach out to me. So the really the only difference in our relationship is that we weren't sleeping in the same bed under the same roof. You know, and, and, and or and engaging in intimacy. Those are not the things that make the difference in our relationships. Those are just minor details. Those are details that are in the relationship but don't actually determine the value, the fulfillment, and the satisfaction of a relationship. But what does is love. So from there, we were able to redesign that relationship and relabel it. And we carried on being very close. And we would go to social events. And he would laugh and introduce me as his ex, you know. But it was was like funny. It's like, oh, it's funny that I'm introducing you to my ex, whom I really love and cherish so very much. Isn't that funny? Because, you know, his understanding, his background did not consist of being friends and being close with exes. This did not exist in his world, the one he had been exposed to in the past. So this was all brand new. However, it works. And it's truth-oriented. It's truth-based. And that's why it was easy to do, even though it was, quote, foreign to him. And we continued having wonderful times, in fact, better times, we were able to enjoy the relationship with more ease, peace, more love, more connectedness. And in fact, I continued my relations with my in-laws. And that relationship continued to flourish and grow. Even to this day, it's alive and thriving on a consistent week to week basis. So there was no loss. And everything that was important remained intact. And it was easy to transition. And it was because of addressing those two most important things. There is no loss, or it certainly doesn't have to be. And you're perfect just the way you are. There is nothing wrong with you. And what's interesting is that, in addition to that, is that uh, then... He became friends with the next person who took that romantic spot in my life. And we continued to have great times together as friends. And it was wonderful. And then my ex also found a new love. And this continued to grow. And we were able to have holidays together. And, and, and we had wonderful times together and experiences as friends, and it was an incredible thing. And then here's the kicker: this is incredible, and this speaks in volumes. So when I got engaged and announced my my marriage or my wedding, he was the first person to RSVP. My ex, first person to RSVP to my wedding. And it was wonderful and it was great and it continues to be. So I think this is really very, very important information to talk about and to discuss and to provide you guys, because it does make a world of a difference. Um, Again, I am going to give you, I'm going to segue into another conversation, the guest call in number 516-387- 1582. All right. All right. So, you breakups can truly be a new beginning for everybody. There doesn't have to be one iota of pain. And even if you're dealing with somebody who is, like I uh, defined earlier, which is somebody who acts defensively if you still speak into those concerns that denial or defensiveness will transform and can melt, you know, you might have to repeat it a couple of times that there is nothing wrong with you and that you're perfect. And I love you, but it will transform. It will completely transform. And, The thing also I want to emphasize here is that who we are being when it comes to our circumstances in life is truly the thing that gives us our empowerment, our satisfaction, and our fulfillment. And it keeps us anchored in what is authentic. And that keeps us moving in a direction where we can be cause in the matter, where we can affect change in the circumstance. So continuing to be great with people, continuing to connect with their greatness, and doing that regardless of how they're responding is all there is to do. Because if they're responding in a disempowering way, that is going to transform. That's going to melt. That's going to shift. It's just a matter of a little time. And all the while you're waiting for this transformation to occur, you are remaining in this place of satisfaction and empowerment. You are remaining in this place where you feel fulfilled and complete with who you're being. In our lives, don't actually give us our happiness. People in our lives contribute to the happiness that we already have. They can contribute to it. However, it's our full responsibility to be happy and choose happiness in our lives. And I know it occurs sometimes that people can make us feel a range of emotions, like happy, sad, angry, or frustrated, disappointed, On and on, the list goes. But the truth is, this is an illusion. And we live in a society that's convinced us that happiness lies outside of us, within our environment and through the things that we accumulate. This is where we think our happiness lies, but it's fully an illusion. I'll illustrate a perfect example of how we have learned this way of understanding of life's happiness. Say a mother sees her young child crying. The mother enthusiastically offers the child a cookie, something to appease it, something to kind of shift its upset, right? The child then sees his mother or her mother smiling, being happy, which makes the association with the cookie as an object that possesses the key to happiness. We could take it a bit further and look at how the cookie has an effect on even the child's brain, reinforcing the idea of where happiness lies. So let's look at the effect of the sugar in the cookie. Now sugar is known to light up the reward pathways and cause a surge of feel-good hormones like dopamine to be released. So as a result, you know, we feel good and happy. And the child easily confuses that cookie or any other thing that child learns to associate with happiness, as where happiness lies, outside of oneself. People's energy, yes, they do have an effect on us. True. I mean, because we are all energy, everything's energy. We transmit energy, we receive energy, yet energy changes all the time. So if someone's happy and we feel the effects of it, we begin to associate that is where happiness lies. We begin to confuse, once again, where happiness lives. Oh, that person makes me happy, or that person makes me upset. It may not be that we consciously want to blame or hold someone accountable for our state of being, although we often do, but it also could be that we simply are confused as to where happiness truly resides, where it's located. So taking responsibility for how we feel is one of the most valuable lessons that we can learn in life. Choosing how we feel is a conscious action. We, we must be fully aware to make this choice. And noticing how we feel is the first step. Checking in with ourselves. How do I feel right now? You know, what's going on? And realizing that we're creating those emotions and feelings those experiences. To choose how we want to feel in a way that is really authentic and actually works is to first allow what is so to just be, just accept it. You know, I can't reiterate this enough with my clients, but the first step to transforming and creating change in our lives is first just be and allow with what is so in that moment and not label it bad or wrong, but just simply to allow it to be. And once there's no resistance, because what you resist will persist, then you can move forward and transform it into something from inauthentic to authentic, from unhappiness to happiness, right? Right? So take a moment and think about that. So you're going to, you know, once you reconnect to happiness, fulfillment, you just want to take a moment and bask yourself in it, experience it fully. You can even think of a a happy memory and just kind of relive it and just put yourself there, feel those emotions and those feelings really fill you up. Embrace the feeling, let it wash over you, let it sink in. And then once you fully feel enveloped by these authentic feelings of being happy or being satisfied or being peaceful or being grateful, then proceed with your life. It's quite simple. But where people go wrong is in choosing their emotions and leaving out the acceptance part. You know, they move from, oh, I'm feeling unhappy. Okay, I want to be happy. Here I am happy. But they haven't actually accepted and allowed to be and surrendered to what is so. Okay, there's nothing wrong or bad about feeling frustrated right now or upset right now. There's nothing wrong or bad. So I accept it and allow it to be. Now that I fully accepted it, what is truly authentic? And what is truly authentic is based in love, which is who we are essentially as human beings. So I want to choose to be accepting. I want to choose to be happy. I want to choose to be at peace. I want to choose to be in the moment. I want to choose whatever it is. I want to choose to be enthusiastic. And then let those feelings absolutely, wash over you, consume you, and then move forward. That's how you transform from inauthentic to authentic. All right. That's where true happiness lies is actually in connecting to your authentic self. And choosing and creating happiness is actually like a skill. It's like all skills. It's got to be practiced. It's a practice. And when you have true happiness within, you're totally fulfilled. And the things you engage in are not perceived as a pathway to lead you to success because you already have it. Instead, it's perceived, your life in front of you is perceived as an adventure, total adventure. You can have fun with this. You can embrace life fearlessly with joy, and out of the sheer excitement of being alive. And that is really where we all want to be. That's it. So, you know, what I just outlined for you is a perfect thing to practice. Before you actually engage in the conversation that allows you to transform the breakup circumstance, the breakup situation that you may be dealing with. And you could possibly think of like, you know, I want to be loving, I want to be kind. I'm creating that I am being kind and loving when I have this conversation about this breakup. Now, some of you out there have already are past the breakup part. Okay, get it. Like you've already been divorced. You've already separated. You've already broken up the relationship. And I want to tell you right here, right now, it's never too late. Never too late. You can reach out to that person. Heal yourself, heal them. By applying these steps that I talked about today, it's never too late. You can reach out to him, her, whoever it is and say, look, I have a conversation. I would love to have, I I have an idea for a conversation or I have a conversation I'd like to conduct with you. And I promise you that it's going to be wonderful. I promise you that it's going to be great. And would you please do me the honor of giving me some of your time, preferably in person, if not over the phone? Never text and email is the last result, resort. Okay, it, emailing is the last resort, but preferably in person. Secondary, on the phone, and thirdly, email, if that's what you—that's the only option you have—and just present this possibility of having an extraordinary conversation and promise the other person that it's going to be a wonderful experience and it's going to be life-changing and it's really going to make a difference for the both of you. And who wouldn't want to walk into uh, and agree to a conversation like that? Especially somebody who's got a heavy heart, a broken heart. They're going to be like, oh, really? You're offering me some relief? You're offering me some healing, something happy, something wonderful, something loving? Okay. Because this hurts. So extend that invitation and then proceed to have this conversation with them. Let them know what a difference they make in your life, how extraordinary they truly are, how unique they are, how wonderful they are. Remember, there's never going to be another one of them before or after. Not in the past, not in the future. They are in a unique work of art. So if you address what is wonderful about that person, you let them know who they are for you and the difference that they make. And then let them know, secondly, that, you know, there's no lost, that they, you still love them, that they are still being loved and appreciated. And it's up to you to decide whether you want to remain in contact with that person on some level or another, maybe it's infrequent, maybe, you know, maybe it's never, or maybe it's consistently, but to let them know that. you're you're there, you know, hey, if you need me in emergency, reach out to me, or, you know, I just want to let you know that I will always love you, that I'll always appreciate the things that you gave to me in my life, and explain what that is, you know, you gave me, like, two beautiful children, forever I'm indebted to you, I'm grateful to you, or you gave me allowed me to learn something about myself. You know, you gave me the opportunity to learn something. I talk to my clients a lot about how to move forward and let go of past relationships. And if you look back, because oftentimes we fall into the illusionary trap that's disempowering and untrue. That, oh, you know, that relationship didn't work out. It was really painful. I wish I never went through it, I wish I never met that person, I wish that I I, I never had to go through that experience, it was so horrible, right, however, this is easily transformed, if you just get out a pen and paper and write down what value did you get out of that experience, this also allows you to be more of an observer, see the bigger picture, And what's interesting is that you might look back and you go, you know what, that person really gave me the foundation to do some really important things in my work. That was a period when I felt really supported and I started a new project, or that was a period when, you know, they contributed support in doing X, Y, and Z, whatever it was, or they were instrumental in me learning to create boundaries or to speak up for myself because I was always being challenged with that. And what they were giving me is that opportunity to speak up for myself, to draw boundaries, to honor myself. And they gave me lots of opportunities to learn that. And it's up to me to learn that. But without those opportunities, I could not have learned it. Now, whether you learned it or not is beside the point. The point is they gave you something that is a value to be able to learn something that's really important for you and your journey in life. Or maybe they were they were there and they contributed, you know, for you to learn to um, feel love or trust or you know, maybe they allowed you to learn what's most important in relationships, and it wasn't there. You know, something like, oh, I learned that what's really important to me is somebody who, you know, respects my needs or um, is sensitive to my needs, something like that, or is, can be very selfless in the relationship. And that I got was missing, and uh, now I realize that that's really important to me, or it's important that we have certain things in, in, in common or in interest that we can share together. And with that illumination and that clarity that you gain, you can move forward and find another person that could share those experiences with you that was missing before. Now, having said all of that, I am a big firm believer in having the current relationship that we're in working. And if there is workability that can be brought to the, you know, agreed upon by the two parties, we both agree to compromise, bring workability to the relationship, be flexible hear what's important from the other person and honor that and provide that if we can find it within ourselves to do so. Then absolutely go in that direction. Absolutely. But sometimes a person is absolutely choosing with an ironclad fist on not compromising are not honoring or bringing workability and flexibility, cooperation to the table. Absolutely refuse to choose that. You may have no recourse but to to walk away, to move on. So that's all right, too, if that's what they're choosing. If they, they might as you know hey ask them so let me see if I get this straight you're basically telling me that you are absolutely unwilling to work with me and my request or my needs and you're absolutely unwilling to do that is that is that what I'm hearing You know, and I just want you to know that I'm bringing workability and cooperation to the table but you're not Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, absolutely. That's what you're hearing. I'm not willing to compromise. I'm not willing to work this out. And that's when you say, okay, then you're making that choice. And, you know, I see that workability and cooperation is imperative for a healthy relationship. So we don't agree. But guess what? I can accept that. Acceptance, again, is not agreement. But I can accept that and what I'm up to in life is having a healthy relationship, which consists of working together on the relationship. So that's not there. So I must remove myself and move on and find that in another relationship. But that doesn't mean that you can't be loved or accepted. For who you are. And it doesn't mean if somebody's being stubborn or inflexible, or, you know, it doesn't mean that they don't love you. It just means that they don't know how to access that. And there's something missing for them to access it. Maybe that's all they know. Remember, we define our lives between the ages of three and approximately 16. So maybe the only thing that they know of, that they're fully aware of, that is like being that way. And where did they learn this way of being? From one of their parents. And they took on that way of being. And now it's who they are being in life. Yes, they have a choice, but if they're unable to identify where this is coming from and they're just on autopilot and they're kind of asleep at the wheel in life and they're not awakened to this, they actually still remain without a choice because they're on autopilot. They're just automatically reacting. If they're able to identify and say, you know, this is how my dad or this is how my mother was. And I totally just took on that behavior. I took on that way of being, the way to be. And I never really fully examined other ways of being. And now that I notice where the root of my behavior comes from, I actually can have a choice. I, I, there's a choice there. Just because I took this at an early age as a way to be doesn't mean that I can't re-choose. And it's interesting because there's so much power when we're able to identify the root and where this originated from. There's so much power in that because we're able to see that, oh my gosh, you know, this is how it happened. And I can actually re-choose and be another way of being. I don't have to be like my mom. I don't have to be like my dad. But that power to choose really comes from identifying where this is coming from. That's what makes the difference. And if that person wants to re-choose a different way of being, that's wonderful. If they choose not to, that's okay too. They've got what they've got. And they're going to continue to deal with what comes from that way of being. They're not going to be let off the hook in life. Just because you accept their way of being doesn't mean that they're going to be off the hook in life. We don't have to punish people. They punish themselves because there are consequences to their way of being their choices in life, and there are consequences to it, right? So they're going to have to deal with that until they find a better authentic way of being. And that's solely up to them because we're all on our independent journeys. We are all on an independent journey. And we happen to hook up with friends and lovers and husbands and wives to be somebody to kind of walk alongside during our own individual journey. Much like Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz, the, the, the uh, scarecrow came along, but he was on an independent journey. And he came along and they were experiencing this journey called life together in slightly different ways but also experiencing things together. But they were never to be confused as one. They never melded into one. We're always on our own journey in life. And people come in and they go down the same road with us. And sometimes there's a fork in the road and they go in different directions. so I really you know I want to thank you for being here on this show and listening in. And I also want to um to leave you with this those I just want to go through everything we talked about, speaking into people's concerns. Number one, all people want is to make a difference in life. Number two. They want to be accepted and unconditionally loved and accepted for everything they are and that includes the things that they're not. And to be appreciated for just who they are. And then going back to the conversation and what there is to speak into those concerns when we're breaking up with somebody is that there's nothing wrong with them. That is that acceptance that there is there's nothing wrong with them. There may be things in their behavior that's not working, that's not in alignment for the outcomes that we're up to in life and they're probably up to as well. Maybe things missing. However, there's nothing wrong with them. They're perfect just the way they are. And that doesn't mean we don't grow and expand. And number 2, loss the suffering that comes with loss and addressing how that loss may not be the loss that they think it is. Remember, we talked earlier about how living under the same roof and cohabitating in the same bed, <laughs> sleeping in the same bed, and under the same roof, you know, and that intimacy that married people share, those are the only things that really leave the equation but the love endures and the fellowship endures and the care endures and those are the things that are most important in relationships anyways so um thank you again listen subscribe to this channel i have a youtube channel subscribe to this radio show Please visit my website, getyourlifenow.com. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Let's connect. I want to hear from you. I want to hear how things are going. And I'm always here for you. So please reach out and leave comments after the show. I mean, this is great. All the feedback is wonderful. I really, really do appreciate it. So I want to say keep it coming. Again, I'm Sterling Meyer. And I'm a manifestation specialist. Thank you very much. Magic and miracles to you until our next episode at 12 p.m. next Wednesday, Pacific Standard Time. Welcome to Manifestation Mastery on Blog Talk Radio. Life-changing manifestations with your host, Sterling Meyer.